You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Eno, it's just something that, uh, notice, you know, something that the Rays have really been the team that's been old school, that they do infield before they take batting practice everywhere they go. And we've seen it. Yankees never did that, and I just wonder, last couple of years, how the script has flipped, and the Rays have kind of dominated the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees start to realize, <laughs> we're going to get all these high-priced, oh, you know, we're going to get your asses out there, and you're going to take infield, too, because because that's what I've always respected about the Rays. Everybody wants to write articles about the opener and shifting and four outfielders and, you know, from, from Joe Madden to Cash, and they invent... What makes them so good, attention to details and fundamentals every single day. Yeah, I think uh, another way this shows is in their running game. Uh, they're, you know, they're probably the, I think they have the most stolen bases in the majors this year. And part of that is they're young. You know, of course that's part of it. And then they, they pay such attention to detail when it comes to scouting the opposing pitcher, when it comes to, you know, uh, telling their their players about the the opposing pitchers tells and uh, you know you know sciencing it out and you know it's not just uh, you guys all have the green light all the time it's uh, it's a really specific thing and I think this goes all the way down uh, to their minor leagues too they're they they they're their type of players when they come out of the minor leagues they're ready to you know do the full the full suite of prep work that you have to do in the major leagues. There are other organizations that don't do that. I have talked to players in the, that were in the minor leagues and other organizations that were like, I got to the major leagues and I saw a scouting report for the first time. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like, How could you teach your young players to get ready for a game and have attention to detail, as you're saying, without exposing them to the process of getting ready for a game? Do the Rays have the highest payroll in baseball? <laughs> no. Have the Rays been picking first pick in the draft for X amount of years? No. No, there, there's something to what they've been doing with how from the minor league level to the big league level to the way they – the best way to put it is the way they run their business. Mm. The way they run their business top to bottom has been pretty spot on. You know, there's also – like I, I when I hear you, I hear a little bit about uh, the Mets and the Padres this year, right? And yeah. uh, you know they're they're they've got the big payrolls and they're having trouble uh, playing up to their payroll. And you even had players like Max Scherzer come out and say, you know, we're not doing the little things. We're not doing the little things when it comes to prep work. And that's why you know there's a big there's a big press conference tomorrow, and Steve Cohen's going to say something about the Mets, and uh, you know he says he's going to he's going to tell the truth or whatever it is. And, you know, I hope they don't fire Buck Walter because Buck Walter has been a details guy over the course of his career. 
but this year it's not working out. They're, they're, they don't have that same attention for detail. They're not doing the little things, uh, just as Max Scherzer said. And so the Mets and the Padres are both coming up pretty short uh, despite you know, their stars. And I think that's also something to think about you know, when you talk about the Rays being a young team and the, and, the, and, the, and the Yankees often being a veteran team and not doing infield. A lot of times when you get the veterans, you pay them a lot. You want to keep them healthy so you say, ah, we don't have to work them as hard. But they also fall into the, like, uh, I'm a stud, I'm a $300 million guy, like, I don't have to do that. And so, you know, that's maybe something the, the Rays don't have to deal with, and that's something the Padres and Mets have to deal with, which is like, no, I know we paid you $300 million, but you got to take infield. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, it gets back to so many times, and especially lately because I know John Fisher doesn't talk. Charles Johnson, the Giants guy, doesn't talk either. There's 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 owners that just never talk. It's just yeah. a reality. So we're gonna see tomorrow. You know, you want I know Dallas Cowboy fans, they gotta listen to Jerry Jones talk after every single game <laughs> and every single week because he's also the GM. There is too much. Go, oh my god, I can't take it there's anymore. There's too little so like, and there okay, is too much. <laughs> you wanna hear Mark your, you Cuban, wanna hear an owner talk much. tomorrow? <laughs> Let's hear what this guy's gonna say. It's gonna be Really, really interesting to see what Steve Cohen is going to say tomorrow. But, but that, but like you just said right there, um, you know, everybody wants these guaranteed contracts in the winter, and fans love them, right? Yeah, we signed this guy, and you're like, these long-term contracts are just and, and the attention to detail. How do you get guys that got a ten-year contract to have attention to detail? But we forget so much. We're so wrapped up in data. We're so wrapped up in money. We forget we have a sport to play. Yeah. It's pretty simple. You got to score more than the other guy, and you got to get twenty-seven outs. How yeah. do you do it? I had a, just a real interesting conversation with Clark Schmidt, who I really like. He's a, a starter on the Yankees, and in the spring we were talking about a sweeper and a stuff plus, and this and that, and you know they have you know, the Yankees have internally a stuff plus number, and he was very you know he was very uh, you know informed about it, and so we had a whole conversation about you know the stuff plus on his different pitches and what he was going to do. And then he went out and he struggled. And he said, you know, I kind of had that reliever mentality where I just was going to throw my best pitches by stuff plus, throw them as hard as I could, and, and, and get out of there in five innings or six innings or whatever it was. Get, get out of there when they took the ball from me. And what you saw early on in the season was Clark Schmidt had a really good three innings. And then in the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, he just always fell apart. And he was really honest about that in this conversation I had with him. And he said, you know, as a starting pitcher, it's, like I'm not out there maximizing my stuff plus. That's not my job. My job isn't to maximize my stuff plus. My job is to turn the lineup over, you know. And so sometimes that means throwing a pitch that isn't my necessarily best pitch, but it keeps them from sitting on my best pitch, you know. It, it makes them think about that pitch another time, you know, the next time that, you know, they come through the order. So um, he talked about talking to Garrett Cole and learning a lot from a veteran about how to turn the lineup over, how to throw, you know, non-optimal pitches, but do it enough to keep batters on their heels. Because other than Mariano Rivera, every other pitcher in the history of baseball has pretty much needed to throw lots of different pitches and keep uh, hitters from anticipating what they're about to do next. This is why it's so fascinating to have you on every single week and things that we can get into that I just can't get into with most writers because it's just it's you 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 know what they're good at so you want to make them shine my job i'm, I'm a point guard i'm just here to get what's best out of everybody right but you think as not only an analytics guy but you also think as a front office guy and that is when you think of stuff plus by the way do you have a patent on your stuff plus and the yankees need to pay you for stealing your stuff plus 
I I think they had it before me. Okay, all right. I had okay, the public so, version. But so, but you'll write an article and you'll talk about stuff plus and highlight the stuff plus. But the reality is, you've got a game to pitch, and if you go out there and you pitch like a reliever. You're not going to pitch very long, and if you're a starter that doesn't go very long, it has a lot of bad effects for you, the pitching staff, the bullpen. So it's like here we are trying to – we're in an era where we're really trying to figure ourselves out, right? Like we know striking out guys and not making contact, that's good, but how long can you do it for before you have more Tommy John surgeries? Is it healthy? Is it is it good overall for the game that you have starters not going longer? Like there's a lot. We're kind of at a we're kind of like a fork in the road. Would you say with? Yes, I want to have closer type stuff. But here you have a guy saying, "Yeah, I had closer like stuff." But after but once I got in the fourth or fifth, I was getting lit up like a Christmas tree. So it's great to have it, but when to do it and how to do it. It's like we're at a we're at a crossroads here. Yeah, I think one of the things that I think is really interesting is the first like the money ball, you know, but the first wave of analytics, a lot of it was like, oh, you know, it's a little bit maybe overstated, but like those guys are idiots, you know, like we know what it's like. We'd run the numbers and we know what it's like. You know, don't listen to those guys. They don't know what they're talking about. This is what you, how you play the game. We run the numbers. We run the simulations. We figured it out, you know? And so, but the dumb thing about that is, you know, our data gets better. Our tech gets better. Even our analysis gets better. So what happens, you know, three, four, five years later when you were like, no, 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 listen to those guys. We know what you're talking about. And then three, four, five years later, you'd be like, well, also don't listen to me three years ago because we improved the model or we figured this out or we figured this out. So how can I tell you that me three years ago was an idiot, but you still should listen to me? You know? <laughs> so I think what we're finding uh, with the better teams is like, yes, you know, analytics are a huge part of what they're doing. But the best teams are finding a way to say these analytics represent the best of our knowledge right now. They're going to get better later. We're going to know more later. And we know more than we knew yesterday, but we don't know everything. And so that is the key, I think, to being like, hey, your changeup, bad by stuff plus, you keep getting guys out. I'm not going to be the pitching coach to tell you to stop throwing that changeup. So, you know, throw that changeup. We love it. You know, if you feel good throwing it and it's getting out, we love it. So there's like that, that, that fine line between like being prescriptive and saying everything the numbers say we do. Uh, and then also knowing that, like, three years from now, your numbers may say something different. You might feel like an idiot. So, you know what I mean? Like, you really have to – that's the, called the growth mindset where you, like, have an idea now, and you, but you know that you're going to grow. And so you, there's that tension between, please listen to me. I do know what I'm talking about, but next year I'll know even more. <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like Wall Street. You'd have these guys going – Listen, we have these numbers no one else has. If you listen to those guys over the years, those are the guys that got you into prison. <laughs> yeah, and they those sound, the guys they sound that like got the you betting really guys, too, don't they? Rock solid picks. You went to jail. I got your rock solid picks. I got your, I got your stocks that you got to bet on. You know? Like in baseball, you, you, you may just get fired from your job, but in other places when guys got stuff no one else has, they get you in trouble with the authorities. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They've made movies about it. Just saying. Um, you but you know what I you like about feel. it, though, yeah. is like if a player is really honest about it, right? Okay, I've done it one way. I've tried it this. It, it, we can learn so much from the guys who are actually playing if they open up and they're honest with you, like like with, with, with what you just had. It's like it's amazing what you can learn from these guys if they're truthful. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, you know, 
just having this conversation with Clay Holmes and, and, and Clark Schmidt that I just had was just uh, was just uh, you know it's the best part of my job because they are both fluent in analytics, but they're players and they have so much to talk about. Like Clay Holmes was asking about you know how often do I think about the implication of you know what I'm writing for the players for baseball as a game. Uh, do I, you know, do, what do I think about in terms of, you know, my influence on the game? And I, and I was like, you know, when I hear you talk about that, I hear about the pitch clock because, you know, I'm not sure the pitch clock leads to injuries, but, you know, there is some analytics that say yes, and there is definitely some theory that says if I ask you to throw the same amount of pitches in a short amount of time, that's going to lead to more fatigue, right? And more fatigue means more injury. So in my writing about, you know, the pitch clock, I've been very careful to – I like it. I like it in terms of what it's like as a fan. I like to come to games. I like the breezy pace. I like working games here because it's faster, you know. And like you know, 162 games, you make it faster. You have less standing around. I like it, but I know that I have a responsibility in the way that I write and the things that I write about that may have some influence to to suss it out and see if there is an injury link and if there is something or two this part of what we're talking about so you know just and and that that leads to all sorts of things like how i write about stats it has to have to think about how this will be applied how people will deal with with players with real life human beings and how this will influence uh as it goes out and so much about life and you can say this sports or not in the moment that you're in what are you confident in Mm -hmm. what are you confident when you got to get the job done right I mean, whether it's something I'm doing on the air, whether it's something you're doing with a piece, whether wh- whatever job you have in this world, but we're talking about athletes now, when you're standing on that mound mm-hmm. and you've got to get these guys out, you may have all the scouting reports in the world. You may have all the data, what's good for to get these guys out and what in the past you, but on in that moment when you're on the mound and you've got that ball in the hand, what do you feel confident with? Yeah, 100%. I know changeup might not be my best pitch, but it's the only thing that feels good coming out of my hand right now. And that's, I mean, that's you've got to go into always, survival mode yeah. so many times in your career when you don't have your A stuff, you don't have your best stuff. Sometimes as a quarterback, I'm going to have to throw to a guy I don't have that much confidence in. But you know what? <laughs> He's the guy that's open. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just in golf. I normally don't play a draw, but right now feels good, and I'm gonna have to play. I mean, sometimes you gotta go with what you got right now. Yeah, feel is uh, feel is that last little bit. I mean, no model, no model. I mean, I, I've had some people. You know, my stuff plus is now on Fangraphs, and you and you can sort through it and be like, oh, how could you be so wrong about Graham Ashcraft or whoever it is that I've been wrong about? And I and I said, there's no model that's perfect. You know, there's no model. If there was, they would be they would be robots. We'd be modeling robots. So. Feel is like that one thing that you have to nurture. You have to you have to help support it. You have to you can't just browbeat your players with data and just be like, no, the data is always right. You have to do what I say because the data says this. You need to give them some sense of of autonomy and 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 like leadership of their own career. So you have to give them some window where you can say, this I, I'm your coach. I'm telling you like this is a good good game plan. But if if you feel something, go for it because it is your life. Yeah, it's your life, it's your career, and you just wonder how certain teams are built 
and we're looking at, you know, here the halfway point, one of the exciting, and let's see what the score is, one of the exciting games going on right now is Orioles-Reds. Right now the Orioles lead the Reds right now one nothing in the top of the fourth inning. You know, when we look at Arizona and look at Cincinnati and you look at Baltimore and you look at Miami, you start looking at some of these young, super athletic teams, you know, you had the sport that was built on home run strikeouts and walks, and now you have kind of a transitioning into, man, we need some speed. We need athleticism. Athleticism plays on defense. Defense helps win games. Are you seeing a difference between the way teams were built for the last few years and how teams are starting to slowly be built where athleticism is back, baby? Yeah, I mean, I, I, some of those teams are young teams, right? So it's a little bit like we were talking about with the Rays versus Yankees. It's like, you know, some things are more possible with young teams, right? But I did – I was looking at something on Twitter today, and it was um, uh, Rusty Staub. Rusty Staub got uh, – he had a record for the amount of uh, – I think he had like eight or nine pinch hit uh, singles in, in, in games. In nine consecutive games, he had pinch hit singles. And he goes and he gets the, the game ball. And I forget who the pitcher was, but – I think the pitcher was 43, Rusty Staub was 40, uh, and the catcher... Rusty Staub is so old, he played for the Colt 45. <laughs> and and I think the catcher was 42, and it was like, you know, that, uh, that part of where baseball used to be, it seems to be going away, because we now know that the peak is at 26, the rules are now, you know, in favor of a, a younger, faster game. Um, and so it is definitely there's going to be pressure on players on teams to get even younger. Like that's going to be a thing you hear all offseason this offseason, especially from teams like the Mets and the Padres and the, these, these older veteran teams that have like uh, that have under underdone their 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 play their their uh, payrolls. You're going to hear about them needing to get younger and, and faster and more athletic. And that's the hardest thing to do on the free agent market. So there are all these arrows pointing in different directions, as you can see. It's like, you know, the players may be like, oh, no, like I don't get to play past 32 anymore. And uh, this is going to be just another way to stuff you know, to stu to kill the free agent market. You know, so there's uh, there's always these unintended consequences. But. Uh, I do like uh, the, the the brand of game that the Rays espouse. The Orioles are a really fun team that uh, hit the ball hard and run around uh, real fast. Uh, the Diamondbacks have good defenders everywhere, uh, and they and they play a, a speed game too. So uh, it's hard to say that I don't I don't I don't dislike anything about those teams. You know, they're 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 great young teams, and I think the Orioles in particular have real lasting power. All right, so tonight is going to be the 81st game for the Oakland Athletics. So a lot of teams are just I – I noticed because I always write which game this is in my in my scorebook. A lot of teams are just a few games behind the A's. I don't know why the A's have played more games than, than most. but So everybody's about at the halfway point. I saw an article, Luis Arise is about, you know, tracing Ted Williams. I'm like, man, you got a long way to go. You got so far to go, dude. I mean, it's like, mean, what are there? Half a season. Are there Slow down. two Let, let's play that player game. seasons of 400 baseball? baseball? Huh? How good will it be for baseball, the it. new rules and everything, if he does hit 400 or at least comes close? I think it's exciting. Uh, I personally, uh, batting average is not necessarily my favorite stat. Uh, there's just usually a stat that's better than it to measure what you want to measure. Uh, but it is uh, one of the oldest stats that has a, a real power over our game. And, uh, you know, I play fantasy baseball, and, and batting average is still, like, you know, the stat you use <laughs> other than homers and, and stolen bases and so on. So, like, 
Uh, I think it's a really compelling thing. And also, uh, it's fun. It's balls in play. It's uh, running around. Uh, I also don't think he's the most um, valuable player in, in, in baseball. So it's a, it's a weird thing for me. Analytically, I'm like, eh, it's just batting average, but it's also super exciting, super fun to do, and it'll probably bring some people to the park in Miami. How's it not exciting? He hits. He hits. It's just a bunch of singles. Yeah, it's Brendan watching a bunch of strikeouts that's and walks. Right. I'm trying, that's to, I'm trying true. to sell tickets that's here. That's true. That's true. Right? <laughs> Just keep things I mean, moving. I mean, much as I like Ryan Noda, at some point I like to see him swing the bat, too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's true. It's true. Well, I mean, well. What I, just, is, I also just don't think it's going to happen because, you know, in the history of baseball, I mean, how many player seasons have we had? We have, you know, we have 500 players every year, uh, 500 position players every year. We've been playing for 130 years. There's that many player seasons, and we've had one or two, 400 <laughs> seasons with 400. Well, that's why, that, that's why I said Ori comes That's the close. part that's like actually a, fun, Like though. a George Brett, Tony Gwynn comes It'd be close. the rarest. It would be, be, be like somebody hitting 75 homers or whatever, right? It would be – one of the rarest things to ever happen in baseball. So that 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 I can get behind for sure. Well, I just to, to me if we could just I remember watching a guy hit 330 was not a big deal like cuz there was always like a bunch of guys hitting around 330, which means there was success, there was fun. It's true relative to the league batting average, this is even more of a thing. That's true. Right. I mean, what's the league average now in the 230s? I think it was it's it's like uh 241 as my guess. Uh, I th- I see your crack producer maybe checking it out, but uh, uh Yeah, what is our league average right now? I think it's 241, 242, 243 somewhere in there. And I think back during Tony Gwynn's time, it was more like uh 255, 260. Is my guess, but uh, the strikeouts really kill you when it comes to batting average. I mean, that's why Luis Arias, that's what, in a way, that's what batting average is measuring, right? Like, on some level, it's the ability to make contact. And that's, that's what Arias' best tool is, is not striking out. Let's end on this. When talking about this series, it's hard to believe going into this series with everything that we know that the Yankees have scored less runs than the A's in June. Wow. Well, you know, they're, they're they're running three waiver claims out in the outfield. It's uh, that's something. Yeah, they're thirtieth. You know, they're thirtieth. There's only thirty teams. They they're got a 30th rookie shortstop who's striking out thirty percent of the time. There's uh, yeah, this offense is uh, surprisingly bad. I would have to say, you know, Judge is hurt. Uh, that doesn't explain everything. Doesn't explain everything. Uh, I think they're you know some of the bets they made on veterans haven't worked out as well as they'd hoped. Um, and then their young guys, uh, for as much respect as I have for the Yankees player development uh, process and uh, some of the results that they've had, the, they've had a hard time turning out a everyday hitting like a position player, right? It's been yeah. a little while. Okay, I'll ask you this because we're going to have Brian Hoke on next who covers the Yankees for MLB.com. Uh-huh. We taped it before the show. Even Aaron Boone is not given any, and he's a rosy, sunshine, unicorns, and lollipops projections guy. And you have to be as a manager, but, like, there's no timetable for Aaron Judge. We're talking it's at least August. Like, it could be mid-August, late August. 
they're like hoping like, well, he's really starting to feel, feel well in early August. Let's just say this. Well, I'll just give you a date, August 15th. If Aaron Judge does not come back by August 15th, on that day, August 15th, will the Yankees even be 500? They are now, right? Yeah, they are now. They're 43 and 35. Bullpen has been fantastic. Yeah, they're going to ride it out. Not gonna so good. They're going to be 500. You'll be, they'll be 500? I think they'll be at 500, yeah. They'll be right there. If I'm wrong, it's a game off. By the way, I got the league batting average, 248. 248. Entering today, yeah. 248. And I think it was like 243 last year because we had the, all the strikeouts and no shift. The, we still had the shift. Uh, how was the birthday party? How was the uh, going down the river? It was great. It was really fun. Yeah, we With actually we didn't we hadn't we didn't have a, like a good enough plan, so we just flew by the by the seat of our pants, and that was really fun for you know two dads. We have our birthdays are right next to each other day yeah. to day, and. Uh, we uh, we normally have to plan everything out six months with the kids and everything, and so we just like we went. We ended up on the beach in Bolinas. That's where we ended up. You, you you mean two guys can just wing it and have the best time of their lives? Yeah, it was really fun. We slept in a geodesic dome. We slept in a little dome on this person's property. You know, slipped him a twenty and uh, and slept next to a pond in a dome. It was fun. But if you had the wives and kids, you you would have had to plan this in 2021. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best, buddy. Great stuff as always. And let's follow up on uh, on what you're talking about with the Yankees pitchers and analytics. And, you know, hey, I get it. But, you know, there's so many interesting things that we continue to find day in and day out about the best way to play the game. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Play the man is close. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.